Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gareth's board game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Welcome to episode 36, Board Games in Focus. Uh, I'm PJ. I'm Gareth. And... uh, Gareth, how are you? I'm okay. It's you know, good. we've had so many guests lately. You and I haven't had a chance to chat. No. And I thought we should talk about some of the amazing games that we've been playing. And I hear you've been playing some great things. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been playing yeah, quite a bit recently. I've been um, I'm trying to think of my list. I think I want to talk about Darwin's Journey because that's hit the table about three mm. times in a week. And I want to um, hear about Darwin's Journey. So this is great. So, yeah, I'll talk about. I'll probably do that as my main feature. So, anyone's interested in that, stay around. But other things, um, we finally got Galileo Project to the table. Oh, yeah. Which I won in a, a competition, like a Facebook raffle, maybe like five, six weeks ago. Maybe, I remember actually, that. Maybe longer. And um, that follows on in the. It's a. I can't remember the artist's name, terrible, but it's all the same. It's based on Ganymede and the planets yep. and yep. starting Earth. It's the third one uh, that we're playing. So that's a card drafting kind of action manipulation game, building Very robots nice. to do stuff. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I've seen some pictures you posted on Instagram. It looks pretty. It looks yeah, cool. It's a, it's yeah. a quite, I haven't quite sussed it. I haven't sussed the kind of mechanic of which cards to invest in because the, the different robots do different things and you can power them all up. The more you get, the better you do, but there's four planets, there's four dials to, to adjust. And I haven't quite sussed that, mm. that I'm not playing optimum. I'm not scoring high, which means I haven't quite worked it out, but, but I had been enjoying that. Um, another game that we've been playing a lot of is pursuit of happiness. Oh, that have I've you played, play, that. have you played it? Yeah. 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 It's not like the game of life, but if, you, if anyone remembers that from the 1980s, oh, yeah. um, it's a board gamers version of that where um, you start as a teenager, you play through adulthood until unfortunately old you, your old age will catch up on you. And um, you, it's worker placement. You go and get jobs, partners yep. or not. Uh, hobbies, you, ba- you balance like your health and your happiness and things like that. Right? Yeah. If you're going to have like two partners and four jobs, stress, stress will get you. Yes. Um, if you have, you can do three projects, I think, until life becomes a bit stressful. Uh, yeah. But at the end, of, when you do pass over and you and the game ends, uh, it, the best bit is reading through all the things you did in life. Um, the last game we played, I think I was an aircraft pilot. I had kids. Like, the job was giving me stress every round because I was reasonably <laughs> senior, and there was it was uh, a partner, and then I think I had the the board game collection amazingly and a miniature collection the whole room of both which recent was reasonably expensive oh, <laughs> which yeah. i which i agree with <laughs> so um so yeah it's, that's a great game and originally we're playing it because a big box it finally got delivered on kickstarter oh, okay so uh, we've been just it's just so fast to play particularly two player um what about yeah. you before I talk about what what games have been hitting your table we've had, we've had quite a few this uh this past week um recently joined the ranks of everdell and quacks that's right. I did not, own, did not own either game until this week. Um, 
thanks to the Titan Games Use Game Sale that we talked wow. about. Yeah. Successful? Uh, we were. We were very it, it was successful for both the game store and for us. Um, so we knocked out Everdell. I don't really need to talk about Everdell. Everyone knows about but, Everdell. But, but you haven't played it. What well, so now you played it? It's a thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh no, it's 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 definitely thumbs up. That is a solid game. Uh, Katie was worried that it was going to be too similar to Creature Comforts, um, just because you know it's it's cute woodland creatures, it's worker placement. But um, in fact, it's different enough that it's so good. The artwork is amazing. The gameplay, uh, the tableau building, is fantastic. I really enjoy that in front of you. That's really cool. Yeah. And the mechanic it. of you, you just, you naturally, you progressively get more workers as the game goes on. So you don't have to like go to a specific location to get a new worker. It just happens. Mm. So you I just you love the way you start with nothing and yeah. you think this is, this is going to be so hard. Yeah. And it all just starts to, to work as an engine. Exactly. It's a beauty. Um, then we played Quacks and I'm like, why have I not played Quacks before? That game is awesome oh my goodness i love quacks of quedlinburg i cannot wait for more expansions i love it so it's beautiful you got it you, you played quacks right yeah 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 so i didn't know this and i'm upset that you didn't tell me this before the player mat in front of you it's a big gumbo pot and it's got a you got a stir coming out of it so i feel like <laughs> i hadn't connected a witch's cauldron with a gumbo pot I mean, it's a big old pot, y'all. Yeah. It's... And it's like you're just stirring your, your ingredients. Granted, they're called potions, whatever. But hey, <laughs> I love it. No, it was great. It sounds like there's I... a retheme you could do. You could I do a retheme. Cajun's yep. gumbo pot oh. of Springfield. Oh, yeah. Cajun's of Springfield. That's it. Cajun's of Springfield. <laughs> right. I think there might be just three of us. So yeah. It's okay. You can just do like a, like a you know, print and play. We'd all... Right. Yeah. Pretend that we are cooking food. So that, that game was a hit. Uh, we really enjoyed it, and we're looking forward to it hitting the table more. However, though, the one I'm really excited to tell you about, and this goes back to our episode with uh, Board Game Fanatic, Diz. We talked about ISS Vanguard. See, I hadn't heard much about this game until you guys were speaking about it, so I have it, looked it up. It is like, permanently on our table and has been for like three and not a half put away weeks. at all. No, I'm staring at that's it pretty right now. rare. We do not take it off the table. The board game table in the basement is permanently ISS Vanguard. In fact, Katie has not finished painting miniatures for Frosthaven because she's like, every night you want to play ISS Vanguard. I'm like, we got to. So, so okay, you've got me intrigued. So, what's so I did a little bit of research and I think yeah. it's a kind of campaign driven it is um, story narr narrative it's it's very narrative driven um there is a beautiful app it's not app driven what they did was they took this log book and they put an app it's like an app that just reads everything for you and it checks the boxes as you progress a little bit so like um um the frankenstein game a little bit my father's work my father's work a, a little bit okay but you can play without the app. Right. Okay. Because you have a book. Yeah, yeah. And you can just read from it if you want to. Yeah. So it's not app driven, right? Um, oh my God. It's Where do I want to begin? It's so good. So I was worried because the way the game plays, you have three main, I guess you can call them phases. The first one is ship management. So you have a three ring binder and 
you're spending time like putting research project cards in these uh, sleeves. There's sheets of sleeves. Um, you production, you recruit, you recruit workers from the crew to your four sections, science, security, engineering, and scouting recon. Um, so you're never playing, even though you have these beautiful miniatures, you don't actually play a single character. You're representing the section head of one of these four sections. And is and it like so two of those each or between the, between the two of you? With two players, we each run two. So I have right, science okay. and security, right? So um, I have uh, five cards in front of me. Yeah. And um, these represent crew members from the security section. Uh, it's really cool because they start off at like rank one. There's three yeah. ranks. So they have this sleeve. And it indicates Ooh. their it indicates their rank and their section on there. So well, the, card, and the cards go into the sleeves. Yeah. So you take the car. You're like, okay, I'm going to recruit this guy. Yeah. And he bring, he brings his little um, asymmetrical ability yeah. with him. I slide him into the sleeve. He is now officially a rank one member of this section, and that's true for all four sections. Yeah. And you play. Um, and if they get promoted during a mission, they can go to rank two. So you switch out the sleeve. So new sleeve. Rank three. Yeah. Um, mm. So ship management. You're managing this. You're basically, you're not playing a game so much as you're just managing a three ring binder and caught your cards, right? It's just, and, and is there an overarching story that you're playing? Through? Yes. And then yes. these are missions? Yes. So that yeah. that's the first part. The second part is the lander phase. You have a lander mat and uh, you choose your, you choose your team, right? And uh, they have their dice and you put them on the lander and then they have equipment cards that you're going to bring with you to the planet. Um, and then that's a whole thing too, because the stats of your lander will determine how well you navigate through the dangers of trying to get to the planet. All right. And then the third phase is the planetary exploration, which is a spiral notebook that you, um, unfortunately I have all the cards and stuff okay. placed on it. So, but, um, so you have it laid out open in front of you. And it's two pages, and that's the planet that you're exploring. So the book, like Jaws of the Lion, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, where the book is the yeah. mat that you're playing on, the same is true for planetary exploration. And is it kind of like XCOM from a kind of theme perspective? Because that kind of, you have your Fine. ship, and then you've got your dudes yes, a little bit it's got miniatures and does it yes like fog yeah. of war kind of people reveal themselves so the miniature this miniature here is very generic i mean it's a beautiful miniature because it is awakened realms um this purple rubber uh base indicates yeah. that he's going to be this is the science head of science person yeah on the away team and then each location has a special ability and you're going to roll dice uh and it's either you're either looking for a specific icon so I don't, you know, like a shield. Yeah. Um, this is a security die, um, but they all have this this V, and that represents the Vanguard, which is a wild. So you want to roll those in case you need something, or you just may need to roll three green dice, and it doesn't matter what you roll, so long as you avoid the dreaded accident represented by an exclamation point. Sounds like a nightmare. Um. And you get discoveries, you bring that all back to your ship when you're done. So the idea is, um, on Earth, scientists 
uncovered this data that's buried in human DNA that's pointing you to these, what they call divine coordinates out in space. Um, and they find a alien drive buried in Siberia somewhere is right now in the script. And so they build this big spaceship, the Vanguard, but they mount the alien drive in the front. So you have this cool miniature, right? So you have this miniature of the ISS Vanguard and the miniature itself is, it's your typical gray resin mini, but on the front end is like this translucent blue plastic to represent the alien technology that you mounted onto it. Um, well, can you mount more things onto it? Like I don't you... know. Oh, because you don't know how far. Because I haven't No spoilers any. here. Yet. Yeah. Um, and so the first mission, the planet, the ship finds a Dyson sphere. And uh, then from there, you're exploring planets and trying to track down who started all this. And, and how long was the campaign? So, so you've been playing it for how long now? A week? week we've, been, we've been playing it for three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Now, every day? Every day. Oh, no, you went away, day. didn't you? Almost every day. There were a couple yeah. of days where we went we went out. You know, and some days we come home from work and we just do the ship management. Because that could take like an hour. You know, wow. moving the, you know, all right, we want to research this project. And we want to research this project. We want to recruit these guys. It does sound okay, like an XCOM kind of those kind of simulators where there's this whole bit on the ship where you're developing your crew yeah. and promoting them. Yes. Then you prepare yes. and you land. Yes, it's very cool. I'm, I'm more never... intrigued now than I was before. Even more intrigued. Because I, I love that kind of turn. Yeah. Is it turn-based once you're on the planet? Yes. So you move around and then the the enemy Each moves. section, each character on the away team, because there's four of them, gets two actions. And you can't take the same action twice. And once they're done, does the enemy move? Yes. Mm. Sometimes. The enemy moves on its own. And each threat has its own behavior. Sometimes you won't encounter threats. Other times you will. Um, is, it solo, whole... is it solo-able? Yes. Yeah, yes. I think, think it's... I, I am could... intrigued. Right, because yeah. Carrie's not going to play because this is outer space. space. You could play it solo where you would play two characters in your away team. Yeah. I guess you could do four, <laughs> but that would be a lot. But, um, yeah, it's, This sounds it's like good. it. This is like high, high ranking in the PGA top it nine is... games of all time. Top it nine the, already? Or? I think it's it's definitely in the top ten. It is the most intense gaming experience. Like I'm physically like my emotions trigger a physical reaction when I play. Like <laughs> I'm like, you know, so I go to work and I'm at work and I'm, you know, I'm processing papers, doing doing whatever I'm told work to stuff. do. And, yeah, doing work stuff. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, if we do this research project. That would give us the Vindicator cannon, and that would help us do this other thing in case we, you know, whatever. And then we get home, and I'm like, okay, Katie, we've got to, we've got to do ship management at minimum. And then we get there, and it's like, oh my god, there was one time we were doing ship management. And I thought it was just going to be, you know, thirty minutes. Something happened. We got an alert on the ship, and then all of a sudden, crew members are hallucinating, and now we got to go fight this thing. And it's like, oh my god. And I'm like. This is like your. I'm, is, I'm is, is this a new obsession? I mean, this feels like. This, what what amazes me is that you were so primed for Frosthaven, and you were counting down the minis. Yes. And while you've only played it once, maybe we played the very first scenario of yeah. Frosthaven this weekend. Mm. Um, it was a training mission because one of our one of our players 
had never played Gloomhaven. So we did Scenario Zero, which is very, okay. very training. And, it, and it's great, and I'm looking forward to that. But this is a different beast, and it caught me by surprise. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And, and if Diz is listening, thank you, because this is all her fault. <laughs> Has Diz, Diz, Diz back it? She did. Okay. Yeah, we may be able to find... I bought it at a store. Yeah. <laughs> you bought it now, at the I store. I don't have the, the miniatures expansion. I don't have, you know, so all the threats um, are just standees. Um, the equipment are standees. I don't have all the beautiful miniatures. Although uh, Katie went online and she saw there's another campaign that's part of the whole Kickstarter. She late pledged it. She goes, we need it. And I'm like, we do. So, wow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. It's amazing. ISS Vanguard. ISS Vanguard. Find it at a store near you today. And it's from, um, <laughs> I assume it's there, there'll be more of this if it's mm-hmm. Awaken Realms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love those guys. Awaken Realms, man. They just, everything they make is just magic, right? I mean, because these are the guys who gave us Nemesis. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm, so and I'm, I'm reading about be, the page. And then there's the Nemesis Retaliation that's coming out, so we got that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If Diz is listening, I need to uh, at least get a play into this, see what I think. Well, that's um, your partner. That's who you play with. You and Sam. You hang well, out with them. And... We have got I. No, there's no ISS fan card this weekend. Weekend coming is Twilight Imperium. Ooh. Watch Ooh. out for that. Um, what is PDS. PDS. <laughs> the pds it's only been three months the pds has not forgotten if anyone's yeah. listening you need to go back to an older episode where we talked about twilight imperium and, Diz. and if you've never played twilight imperium which i haven't that is the planetary defense system correct correct which yeah. one of my fellow friends previous destroyed. friends destroyed <laughs> um so so darwin's journey. Darwin's, darwin's journey journey. so this is like uh one not one of the longest kickstarters i've waited for but certainly up there with i think it was june november 21 i'm gonna say roughly wow. and it wow. arrived two weeks ago now i had the collector's pledge which is the collector's edition there's the play mats and there's loads of upgradey things that i added like these lenses um all very nice but you don't need them I'd actually okay. say if anything, the mats I haven't been using because there's a lot of stuff on the board. And being of an older age, I find that the crispness of the actual game board is better than the uh, slight fuzzness you get on play mats. Ooh. But they are they are very nicely made, all stitched okay. and delightful. Um, yeah, so Darwin's Journey is a worker placement game. Um, we've had three plays in a week. Um and every time I've now played, I give another assumption, another, I guess, view of what I th- think about the game. Because I've said on the first two teachers, money's tight. But actually, the more I've played it, the more I realise that money's not tight. It's just how you, it's about how you manage things. That is that um, is what it, that is right. Uh, I have yet to win. I have been pummeled. Now I I blame that on the teach. Now I find that normally when I do teach games, I generally lose because I'm trying to run the game for everybody and not really concentrating on myself. Um, and I should con- continue to use that excuse until I win. But um, <laughs> but it is it is a beast of a teach. So um, I think it's been between 30 and 45 minutes on a teach. 
depending on Ooh, whether I've got okay. experienced gamers or not experienced gamers. Right. Um, reasonably weighted, 3.70. Um, time play actually is about an hour to two hours. That's pretty spot on, but it's the teach takes up time because right, there's just right. lots of stuff to think about. Um, it's based on basically retracing Darwin's journey around the Galapagos Islands uh, in a worker placement adventure, as so says a tag on Board Game Geek. Um, you uh, on your player board, you've got four workers. Uh, the workers are kind of customized with uh, these seals, wax seals. So um, maybe blue seals or green seals or red seals, or yellow seals. They will allow you to go to certain spaces. So maybe you're going to send your explorer around one of the Galapagos Islands. That requires, I think it's a green seal. So as long as the worker's got a green seal in the player board, it will take an action. Um, or there's blue seals for exploring the sea and you're following HMS Beagle as it travels over five rounds. Um, or it might be uh, sending correspondence, which is yellow seals home. Um, and then there's actually going and doing research and getting more seals. So that's kind of the typical worker placement. Um, as many players can go to those locations, they're not blocked, but the first person into one of those zones is free. Everybody else, including yourself on a second or third turn, has got to pay money. And that's when money becomes quite tight if you don't concentrate. Um, there are these upgraded worker placement locations where they basically use like a lens uh, where you're doing research. And uh, that only one worker can go there and they can be anything from two to three seals of the same color um, or a combination. And that's where you're trying to work optimally, get this worker to not only be able to use the core actions, but some of these more special spaces. Um, and then you've got things like uh, turn order action. Um, as you travel around the islands and the sea, you discover specimens, you research those and you can deliver them to the museum. Um, and that's how you score points. And uh, as you go around, you find Darwin's Theory of Evolution books. And at the end of the game, uh, apart from the points you scored by completing various objectives and things as the game goes on, um, there's like this collective score you get from the museum. So there's four different types, um, fauna, fossils, animals and something else you've got to collect four things the more that's in a museum the more the multiplier of this evolution score gets calculated okay um yeah. but then you, there's a multiplier that you've scored yourself so maybe the museum is given five points but i've got my book to be time seven so i've got 28 points wow okay. um somebody else might have only got to three so 21 points mm. oh, that is no 12 points um so you are trying to not necessarily always contribute to the museum because it might help everybody else and find other ways of scoring points um but it's a delightful game i just love the way that the beagle sails across and if, if you fall behind the beagle the beagle scores an objective point if you're further back you get negative points so you don't you, you get less points for the objective if you haven't kept up with with it so it is a lot of moving parts um we taught our friend on friday me and carrie played two player and then we played another three player last night with um with the other Gareth. Um, and I love it. I get my worker yeah. placement fix. I think that it makes me think the whole way through the game. And while I've lost the last couple of games, I'm hoping now when we do a repeat play with these people that I can kick some ass. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just rubbish at it. Um, 
so it's a bit of forward planning as well there's 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 kind of i do find myself going oh if i do this 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 oh no no if i do this i mean i get a little bit of ap because there's numerous numerous ways to score points and it's just finding the best way but actually it doesn't really drag because everyone else is doing the same thing while they're having their turn but um i would highly recommend darwin's journey um i'm pleased that eventually got delivered i don't i'm not disappointed with it at all and being a worker placement fan it is a delight but it is on the the heavier side um which is what you like right you like that yeah but it's it's is, is it heavy? The actual game mechanics are actually relatively simple. It's the teach because sure. but then I, I love teaching games. So yep. that's even more fun teaching this one to people because it's if you get that whole thing across, then you've done a good job. Excellent. Um, so that is Darwin's Journey. Darwin's Journey. So how does it rank in so Viticulture hmm. in your favorite worker placement? How does this... How does this rank amongst the mm. worker placements in Gareth's world? I mean, v- Vitti's dropped some recently. I don't know where it is. We did, but we did play Viticulture with some friends on Thursday night last week, um, and we played. I so guess you have Cor- it fresh. You've got Cor- a fresh Tuscany. comparison. Um, I like Viticulture for the simplicity, right? Because it, it's relatively simple. It's just, Would you like you know, Darwin for its complexity? Darwin for just it just feels it's just that bit where you've got these. So these lenses you can go and build, and yeah. when you build this lens, which is another worker placement set, if you if you build it, you get to do the action without requiring a worker of those those seals. Nice. So you're kind of rewarded for developing the board with the action for free. Mm. But if you haven't got a worker that can go there later, then you've built it for everybody else to use. Oh. But there are objective cards or um, tokens that let you score them. So. But I, I like the reward of building this worker placement zone um, that is, I guess, helping the game develop. It's a nice little touch. So, nice. yeah, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed Darwin's. I don't know where it'd be in my... Maybe we should do a top 10 worker placement games. That would be fun. That would definitely be fun. And then a bit like we did the um, the board game geek, compare and contrast what your 10 oh. are, my 10 are. Right. Right. That's a future episode, people. If anyone yeah. wants to hear that, shout shout it out. We want to prediction what's in my top three because I'm not sure Vitti Coach is up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've got I, to think about it. It's, it's hard, right? It's really hard when I think about my, my top, at least my top 10. Recently, I've seen a few people do their top 50. I'm really interested in how people rank the games in their collection because beyond the top 10... I've used that that PubMeeple app, but it's like five days' work because it takes your your entire collection. You do that kind of hot or not, you know, in or out. And then, weirdly, Vitti came out number one in mine Mm. when I did it. But I did it during lockdown when I had a lot more time in my hands. Let me let me. Can I tell you a quick story? We picked up at the used game sale a used game, very very cheap, Maharani. By Queen Games. It's a tile placement. It. It's a tile placement. Yeah, it came out like 2006 or 2004. Okay. It's an old Queen Games. Queen Games, as a publisher, has never failed me except once. All their games are just really good. This one is great. So you're laying down the ceramic tiles of the floor of the Taj Mahal. That's the right. theme, right? 
and you're trying to match the color of the tiles together in groupings, but you're placing your worker on the tiles, so you're trying to get them grouped together as mm -hmm. well to score points. Um, it plays really well at two players. Katie and I played it several times. And then this weekend, we got a four-player in, and it was even better. Um, I'm just looking at it on my shelf while we were talking about rating games. Like, that's a I need to mention it because we played it, and it was really good. It was How really you surprising. M-A-H-A-R-A-N-I. Maharai. Maharani. Maharani. I'm going to look it up. Mosaic Palace is the subtitle of the game. It's really good. That's a good one. It's a, It's light. If you look, I mean, queen games are not usually very heavy, but if you're looking for, you know, after a heavy session of Twilight Imperium, no, that's not right. Um, a warm-up before Twilight Imperium. Yeah. Ronnie's, it's a fun yeah. little game. It's fun to play, so it's worth checking out if you can find a copy, you know? Um, Second-hand so yeah. sales groups. I like yeah. that. I like, I like these little little games you throw in. Right? Nice. we got to give okay. love to all the unknown dark horses of the world, right? That's another episode. I'll say another day. I think we need to do a few like ten games before 2015 that people might not have played that aren't in the top Ooh. 100. Yeah, yeah, I like it. There's a lot of those out there. Um, so with that, I think you know whether it's Darwin's Journey or whether it's ISS Vanguard. That's what's hitting our table. Um, yep. Let us know what's been hitting your table, and uh, we'd love to know more. Thanks for listening, and see you soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe. And as always, we love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So make sure to leave those in the comments. And don't forget, you can also chat with us both on Instagram at Meeple to Meeple.